Today on CityCast Philly. Maybe you've noticed, but we have a serious trash problem. That's why Terrell Hagler, who calls himself your fave trash man on social media, has been getting people together to clean up the city over the past couple of years. But now he wants to sweep up votes while making a run for city council. It's Tuesday, September 6, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Hey, Terrell. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on our show. You know, you've been cleaning Philly streets for a few years now. You used to work as a sanitation worker during the pandemic, and you just made the announcement that you're running for city council. How would that work help you be a council member? I think it's my my ability to work in and around everybody, right? So like, At City Council, you have a bunch of diverse people that are coming to the table with diverse ideas to try to make the best decisions for Philadelphia's future. All I've done the past two years is organize and collaborate with a bunch of diverse people with diverse ideas to try to make Philadelphia a better place. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's what I do already just on a larger scale, Um, but also comes with resources. It comes with a little bit of influence, but it also gives me the opportunity to bring my perspective and people who have my perspective and my background to the table where sometimes we're often not represented. So it's just a great opportunity, uh, I think, for the everyday working person to have a voice at the table. That's such a great point. And I don't want to pigeonhole you into just environmental work. I'm sure there's other issues you care about that will be part of your platform. What are those issues? I'm a quality of life guy first, but um, I also have a heart for education. Um, I have three children of my own who tried the Philadelphia school district system and it didn't work. Mm. Um, And now they go to school in Clifton Heights. And I'm very transparent about that because we shouldn't have to feel like our kids can't thrive in our school district. So, you know, that's why I want to work closely with uh, the new superintendent and the school board of changing the narrative and perspective of the school district, food insecurity, uh, homelessness, workforce development, taxes. Um, I have a connection through all of that. Trash is connected to everything. So through my platform and through my brand, I've been in rooms with people who build affordable homes and also people who build uh, centers for reentry citizens, right? So I've had the experience and the privilege to talk to every single different type of person that's affected by decisions that are made in Philadelphia. And I think, again, this is a perfect opportunity for me to bring those perspectives and ideas that aren't often heard to the table. Right. So basically your work revolves around community building, connecting people to a bunch of different issues. Now, I'm curious, hypothetically speaking, let's say I live in West Philly. Why would I care about, you know, education or trash issues or tax issues in North Philly or any part of the city for that matter? Because West Philly dirty, too. (laughs) There's nowhere you can go that's not dirty. Right. And that's the Mm. beauty of it. My quality of life issues affects anybody from Rittenhouse to Northeast. 
It doesn't matter where you are. You're affected because you may not be directly affected, but down the line, you're affected. That's how I look at everything. Our issues in Philadelphia are not separated. They're all married together. You can't solve gun violence without solving homelessness, without solving the drugs, without solving education, without solving the track. You can't you can't do them separately. You have to do them together. But how do you get people to care beyond their immediate neighborhood? You know, a lot of people like, you know, I grew up on 52nd Street or like whatever. Like, how do you get people to care, you know, about those other neighborhoods? I think you have them care about their neighborhood first. Those type of people that you're talking about have Mm -hmm. an emotional connection to, like you said, 52nd Street. But if I'm able to come in and clean 52nd Street and keep it clean, they may have family in South Philly. They may have family in what uh, and northeast they may have family in mount airy and germantown they're like yo this guy came in and did his thing he he did what he said he was going to do so let's do it on your block too mm. you know everybody has a, a connection to every part of the city philadelphia is a, a city of neighborhoods and cliques but we have a person in each and every clique so while I live in germantown my grandmother lives in north philly my grandfather lives in south philly and my children live uh, in clifton heights so there's five, four different places that I visit monthly. So whether it's directly affecting Germantown, I, I drive through these places. I go visit these places. So they're still affecting me. If I can't go see my, my grandmother in North Philly because there's an illegal dump on her block, I now have to care about the illegal dump. So when you see something like that as a citizen, like where do you go? Who can you turn to? You're supposed to call 311 put a ticket in, 311 gives it to the streets department. Streets department is supposed to give a report and make a decision whether they're going to clean it or not. Then they give it back to 311 and then 311 gives it to you and lets you know whether it's been resolved, whether they're going to ignore it. That is the ideal process. Mm-hmm. Whether that happens all the time, uh, it's another conversation. Um, and that's one of the things I want to do is help that process of when people are reporting things to 311. Do you think that they don't know about it as much? Or what, what do you think is like the, the issue, the disconnect? I think it's both. I think uh, communication is key. And I'm always going to be transparent and blunt. Uh, the way the streets department communicates with uh, residents is really bad. How so? Um, I visited other cities where they send home pamphlets to, to all the residents, maybe every three months. You know, this is new. This is what we're going to try. This is a program going on. This is a recap on recycling. This is that. Um, let me ask you, how do you get information from the streets department? Twitter. Hmm. And then I hit that little bell button so that I don't miss any alerts. Right. So how would my 77-year-old grandmother get information from the streets department? Is she on Twitter? She <laughs> is <point> not. <laughs> right. So there has to right. be an all-inclusive method to communication when it comes to something as important as sanitation, right? So my grandmother calls me, and then I have to get on Twitter. But if something was being sent to her house every three months, like, hey, this is how we recycle, this is what we're doing, you know, then that starts to build a line of trust, and that line of communications where there's a number that my grandmother now has on that pamphlet that she can call when her trash doesn't get picked up versus calling me to call the sanitation centers to talk. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing that I, I've noticed being a sanitation worker and traveling that some things that we could we can make better. 
well, you sound like an awesome grandson. (laughs) (laughs) But, But seriously, you know, when the pandemic hit, you started this Instagram page your fave trash man to give people that mm-hmm. insight into the life of what you do. And you were advocating for better PPE for your coworkers. And now you have this huge social media following and we've checked and it's over 31,000 followers on Instagram. So you're obviously an influencer. So why not keep enacting change through that avenue? Why make a bid for city council? Because there's but so much I can do, even as an influencer, even as a regular citizen. What we mean being a regular citizen is awesome, but there's only but so much I can do. Um, People tell me all the time, why not be outside the bubble, but use the bubble as a resource? And I rebuttal that with what happens when the bubble no longer wants to use me as a resource? What happens if everybody was like, you know what, honestly, Terrell, great two years, but we're going to shift you know, all of our efforts and funding to uh, public safety. I'm like, okay, so then where do I go to get grants? Where do I go to get funding? Where, where is my representation at the table? Mm-hmm. So I have to be the representation. In order for the beautification of Philadelphia to be a priority, I just feel in my spirit and in my heart and in my soul that I have to be at the table to always beat that drum, that there's a perspective that we often overlook that is just as important as public safety, education, jobs, taxes, and you know the whole bit. We have to remember that how our city looks affects how we feel. Interesting. Now, running for city council, I'm guessing, is going to be pretty time-consuming. So what's going to happen to the your fave trash man Instagram account? Are you going to still organize community cleanups? Yeah, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm just and that's the whole other thing. Let's I'm a I'm a perspective shifter, right? I've shifted perspectives on sanitation workers, I've shifted perspective on waste and recycling, I've shifted perspective on, you know, the beautification efforts. Let's shift the perspective on politicians. I don't even like to say the word politician. You just automatically create a degree of separation. Mm. I'm going to be a person in position of power, which means I'm still going to be Terrell. The same Terrell that you saw on Target last month is going to be the same Terrell you'll see in Target once I win city council. It, it shouldn't change. What only thing should change is that I should have a better idea and have better resources to ignite change around the issues that I feel important. So I'm still going to host cleanups. None of that stops. None of that stops. And I know there's a code of ethic and you got to separate church and state. And we'll follow the rules to the T. But I'm I'm not going to not show up in community because community is where I thrive. You know, when we talk about being in rooms full of suits and talking and all that stuff, I could do that as well. But where I thrive is in community talking to Philadelphians about how I can get Philadelphia to the best version of itself. And that's what I, 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 I promise to keep doing. So, Terrell, why do you love Philly? What do you hope for the future of the city? Oh, man, Philly's just one of those cities that you, 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 there's not a word to describe Philadelphia. Like you, I often use Philadelphia as the word to describe it. It's so diverse. The art, the history, the, uh, the, the food, the people, the sports, the activities, like 
I mean, there's just so much to love about Philly. And it it breaks my heart that people who I want to visit or want to come to Philly is like, oh, it's dirty, it's dangerous. And I'm like, ah, that shouldn't be the first thing you think about. You shouldn't be worried about if you're going to step in trash and get shot. Like, that shouldn't be the first thing we think about. So I really um, want to shift that perspective, too. Like, Forbes magazine voted us the dirtiest city in 2020. Um, by 2026, I want to write a letter as a city to Forbes and say, you know, come look at us now. I mean, I just think that we have the potential. We have the ability. People care enough. We just have to get enough of the people that care to spread the message that a cleaner city is a safer city. Terrell, thanks for being on CityCast Philly today. Thanks for having me. And before you go, here's what else Philly's talking about. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health is offering grants to expand monkeypox vaccination services and outreach for communities at high risk of the disease. There's a total of $50,000 in funding available to organizations that can administer more monkeypox vaccines. According to the department, while 53% of the cases reported are among Black residents, only 23% of vaccinations have been given to Black people. As of August 23rd, there have been 273 reported cases of monkeypox in the city. For more information about the grants being offered and how you can apply, go to phila.gov. And Philly teachers, y'all can go grab a free cup of coffee down at Wawa. It's part of the company's month-long Cheers to Classroom celebration of teachers and school administrators. We appreciate you. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, please rate it. Leave us a review. You can write something like, love the show, Trine. (laughs) And subscribe to our morning newsletter. I love getting that note from Brittany in the morning. We'll be back later this week with more news from around the city. Bye. And this is CityCast Philly. Sorry, the Barbie car is falling on me.